Welcome back to the program. Hopefully you got the chance over the weekend to check out a new show we've just added to our lineup here on WMAY. It airs Saturday and Sunday evenings called Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. It is a celebration of the golden age of radio, the comedy, the dramas, the westerns, the suspense, the sci-fi, and much more. And the host of that program is here live with me this afternoon as we welcome Wyatt Cox to the show and to the WMAY lineup. Good afternoon. Great to have you here. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you, Jim. Well, likewise. Uh, Go ahead. Let me ask you a question. Yep. Go ahead. Can you tell me where the roots of Obamacare are in our government? <laughs> uh, well, uh, this is a serious question well, because this is something that we even discuss on our show. No kidding. Uh, see, this is a, this is what I really love about the show. That yes, it is a celebration of old time radio. There's a lot of other things thrown in there as well. It's history and it, and it ties everything together. Uh, I mean, the the question is a little bit broadly framed. Um, let maybe we'll circle back around to that because I love to get into that stuff too. Let me well, ask. Well, let me let me give you the quick answer. Okay. Okay. It goes back to 19. 19- 45. All right. Okay. President Truman first proposed it to Congress. There you go. And so what's old is new again and vice versa. Uh, and that is, uh, again, kind of a recurring theme on classic radio theater about how these these vintage shows still can really sound fresh and modern even in 2023. Well, what we do with the show is we put these shows in the context of the time. We talk about the things that were happening around them. And that is something that I, when we first started doing this show seven, eight years ago, uh, was something that people couldn't understand. Just play the shows. No, (laughs) you need to know what was happening then to get what's going now. It, it really does enhance your appreciation of the artistry, the talent, the talent of performance, the talent of writing uh, that goes into these classic shows. So let's go back to the beginning, the origins of classic radio theater. What what sparked your interest in these vintage radio shows for a modern-day audience? Oh, well, uh, what sparked my interest in the shows was uh, when I was a itty-bitty back in the uh, 60s and 70s. And these shows were starting to come back around even then on cassette tapes. And they were sold places. And, you know, the school library had records of these old shows. And I was fascinated with the theater of the mind aspect. When uh, Floyd Brown and the late Fred Weinberg took over my former uh, network, USA Radio, they wanted me to bring this back to life because they at that time had an old show, Victor Ives' Golden Age of Radio Theater. And I said, I want to take it just a little bit differently. And that's why we spend the time going over what happened on this date in history, what was in the news headlines on the date of this show. And that's why we do that each and every day we do the show. Uh, and, and that is, you know, a, a very unique aspect of this and ties together these classic shows to the uh, to the modern day. How uh, difficult was it to find the collection of shows? On one hand, I- I'm a little bit surprised at how many of these shows have lasted, that they were preserved in a, in a format that's, uh, you know, really pretty good quality. Uh, and yet we know there were probably a lot of these shows that were just simply lost to the, to the sands of time. So how difficult has it been to find enough? 
enough material to keep the show going. And you do this seven days a week. <laughs> so uh, Seven uh, days a week, three hours a day. Yeah, so uh, how challenging has it been to find the material to keep it going, keep it fresh? It has not been as hard as one might think. There is a vast community of collectors out there and people who restore this stuff, not only for their own entertainment, but for distribution. Uh, you know, all of these shows were live at the time. And so they were not really kept for rerun purposes. In fact, it wasn't until after World War II that recorded broadcasts were really openly used uh, on network radio. It wasn't until this fellow you might have heard of, singing guy, uh, Crosby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bing Crosby uh, made a significant investment in the Ampex Corporation thus allowing audio tape to come around. And, and, and you, Go ahead. Go ahead. No. Well, I just, uh, you know, I noticed that sometimes on some of these uh, old shows, they, they will talk about them being, quote, transcribed. It's a term we don't use very much uh, anymore in radio, uh, but it was used frequently back then. And that just really refers to the fact that they were recorded sometimes for distribution on the Armed Forces Network, but also just, again, because uh, it was uh, easier to, to get it out to various audiences. Crosby didn't like doing live shows at 8 o'clock at night. He wanted to do the shows in the afternoon. He wanted to do them at other times. So it didn't interfere with his golf game. That's, <laughs> uh, and, and, and that's true. He didn't like it interfering with his golf game. So he, he broke through. In fact, he walked away from a contract with uh, CBS and went to ABC. Because ABC would absolutely positively let him do recorded shows. This was back in 48 or 49. And that broke the dam where the big names wanted to pre-record the shows. Why we have so many excellent quality shows of uh, Jack Benny in 1953, 54, 55 is because those shows were pre-recorded and the Benny estate kept a lot of those shows. Many of the shows you hear today were not broadcast uh, broadcast transcriptions that were intended for rebroadcast. They were copies made for performers. They were copies made for uh, a number of the entertainers and for the sponsors. We're the talking Johnson Wax Company kept almost all of their Fibber McGee and Molly shows, and those have been uh, acquired and uh, restored by a lot of hobbyists and uh, people who just love old-time radio. We're talking with Wyatt Cox, the host of Classic Radio Theater, new to the lineup here on WMAY. I'm really glad you mentioned Fibber McGee and Molly. That was really where my love of old-time radio got started. Vinyl records uh, with uh, copies of old shows where I discovered that some of my mother's uh, favorite phrases were not her own creation, but were actually <laughs> cribbed from uh, Jim and Mary and Jordan there. I, I got to ask, what are some of your favorite uh, old-time shows that you highlight on the program? One of the ones that hooked me most and first was an episode of X-1, A Pale of Air, uh, which was a fascinating science fiction. I enjoy science fiction, not all of it, but I have my favorites out of that genre. Uh, Fibber McGee and Molly, The Closet. Mm -hmm. That right there is such an amazing thing. Everybody sees The Closet differently. <laughs> and that's the beautiful part of this. And then, of course, Jack Benny's vault. Oh, yeah. 
that you know that there and a lot of people don't realize that the same guy who played uh, uh, Mr. Wilson on the Dennis the Menace TV show, Joseph Kearns, that, yeah, that was that was the guy in the vault, Ed in the vault, same guy. <laughs> you and know, he, so- and he also did a lot on suspense as well. Yeah, uh, there's a, a lot of voices that'll pop up on these shows that you will uh, you will recognize. It will sound familiar to you. Gail Gordon shows up a lot. Always brilliant uh, whenever he turns up on a show. I tell you a show that really surprised me in its radio format. It was known certainly as a huge uh, TV phenomenon for a couple of decades. Uh, was Gunsmoke and and what a, a gritty drama that was on radio back in the uh, in the early to mid 1950s. Uh, that you know they they had some fairly dark themes in that show. It really kind of surprised me. Is there a, a show that you think would surprise audiences today if they weren't uh, that familiar with it? I think Gunsmoke just by itself would surprise people to listen to it. If you're a fan of the TV Gunsmoke, listen to the radio version because you will find it to be a much different show and a much more gritty, realistic show than any of them are. Uh, Also, y'all think that Cops was a new thing on Fox? No. There was a program around 1954 using this amazing new technology we mentioned earlier, audio tape, (laughs) uh, called Night Watch. And CBS ran it for about two years. And it is actually on the street editing, traveling along with the officers. And this guy, uh, Don Reed, is lugging around a suitcase-sized tape recorder running with these officers, and you hear the sounds of what's going on. Now, think about that. You know, you got a, you got a little thing in your pocket today, a supercomputer in your pocket, and it'll do everything that that big suitcase reporter did, if not more. No question. Uh, what would be a, a show you would recommend uh, people might encounter listening to classic radio theater uh, of uh, something that maybe is a little bit uh, obscure, not as well known, but that would really be a, a real eye-opener and a really great piece of entertainment for modern-day audiences? If you're looking for something entertaining that would surprise people, um, you remember Green Acres. Of course. Uh, did you know that there was a radio version of that? I, I have heard that. I don't know that I've ever heard the radio version of it. Gail Gordon and B. Benadera starred in that. And there's two great names for you. You remember B. Benadera uh, from both the Beverly Hillbillies and Petticoat Junction. She and, was Kate Cradley. And the voice Petticoat of Betty Rubble, too, wasn't she? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, she was. Yeah. And, and she's the wife, Gail Gordon's playing that wonderful role that Eddie Albert did. <laughs> and uh, it was a hoot. But I recommend just diving in. There is so much, depending upon what you like. There's westerns. That, and by the way, you do know that we have episodes of, of Have Gun, Will Travel on radio. Yeah, and uh, um, uh, b- b- help me with the name of the uh, the actor. John Daner. Thank you, John yeah. Daner. Who was also Frontier Gentleman, which is another really uh, very interesting show from that era, another Western show. Uh, so, yeah, it's just so, so many, uh, you know, incredible voices, incredible actors. And the good news is that you can catch Classic Radio Theater here on WMAY Saturday nights from 8 until 10 p.m., Sunday nights from 9 to 10 p.m., but it's also available on demand. So, Wyatt Cox, how do people find out more, and how do they listen to Classic Radio Theater online? Uh, website, classicradio.stream, classicradio.stream. 
We not only have the uh, podcasts there available on demand, 21 hours a week of them. We also have uh, lists of podcast sites that have the shows and other ways you can support the shows and learn how to build a collection of your own. Uh, if you think these shows are great, uh, start digging. Just dive in like I did. And the good part is when you put these in historical context, you realize how far America has come from those days and how much better we have things in a lot of ways. In some ways, how much simpler things were back then. No question. And I think the biggest surprise of all is how sharp uh, a lot of the writing was back then, how entertaining these shows are, how much they still hold up to this day. So go experience it for yourself again, classicradio.stream. And of course, check out Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox weekends here on WMAY.